Welcome in, everybody. Welcome. This is the Jamcast on Rookie Radio, Rook College Radio. Uh, you know, it's a great day. It's a great Friday. Hope everyone's having a great, great time. Who is here? Who is in the studio? Alyssa. What's up, everyone? What's up, Alyssa? Hey, it's Rachel. <laughs> hey, it's Rachel. <laughs> hey, it's, it's Rachel. It's Rachel. Oh, my God. I, do I sound like that? That's what it sounded yeah. like. All yeah. right. Hey, it, hey, guys. It's me, Rachel. <laughs> um, I'm really sorry. It's okay. I, I like your energy. <laughs> hey, I was guys. just trying to be happy. What's going on? It's Dante. Back at you again. Coming back at you. I got you. Yeah. Hi, Dante. Brandon Terlecki, first time on the Jamcast. Yeah, welcome man. in, dude. Yeah, thanks. First timer. I know, first timer. Yeah, that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Well, so this is Brandon's first yeah. time on the Jamcast, but there's a reason why. It's yeah. true. So yesterday was a pretty mm-hmm. crazy day for Jambar TV. Yeah, that it was. Can you guys tell us a little bit about the breaking news that you uncovered? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Mary Dunn, who is a senior basketball player, of course, um, for the women's basketball team, and she's been a uh, impact for the team for some uh for quite some time and uh the lone senior uh so her you know she went down uh we don't really know when she went down um yeah. it, it was there was some uh there was some talk about practice or the game or things like that and of course it's undisclosed and but yeah she went down and we got the news and it was just happened to be at the time of uh happened to be the time of jam bar tv so we had to we had to bring it open. Oh yeah, you definitely have to report on something like yeah, that. There's, there's yeah. a, there is like that weird fine line where it's like you want to over over report and then actually reporting. But I think it was a good job because yeah. like, more information I'm sure is going to be coming out soon on the whole situation. And, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, just the fact that we that we got we had the chance to announce and say, hey, listen, something's up with mm-hmm. especially one of the main players on the team, like it's her senior yeah, year. I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's, I think she's we'll, really the leader. Yeah, the she is. Leader yeah, of no, that she team. is. She's the sen- she's the only senior on that roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty. It was, it was, and it was also good as far as a new standpoint. Um, I think that's the first time. Well, it, it is the first time that we had that experience of the real, yeah. you know, live action type thing happen. You know, it was going to be a chill show, and it was going to be this, you know, um, mm-hmm. just this normal normal average show that we have every week so i think it was good to have that experience and yeah. get to kind of experience what it's like to get on the on the spot stuff and have oh, to yeah. collaborate with everybody and and kind of come together as a team so i thought that was really good for us well and, brandon you and dom talked to athletics right before the show correct and like you were just saying everyone was scrambling right before because you know we have this show that's almost cookie cutter in a way we yeah. prepare for it a week in advance and get everything in order and then something like this happens so do you want to kind of talk about the craziness of it and the experience of talking with athletics and you know Dante got video so mm-hmm. just that whole experience yeah I mean I, I know when we got the news it was kind of like all right well we're probably not going to go with this because we have yeah. no idea you know yeah. and I remember oh, yeah. hearing it and I thought that would be great um and then Dom you know uh, Dom was like, yeah, I think this has to be a story. You know, I think that we should break this. And I was like, yeah, yeah but, you know, there's so many things. You know, we have to be really cognizant. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many things that are in the air, and it's undisclosed, and athletics isn't going to give us anything. And, you know, so he shot a text to John Vogel and and uh, was like, you know, we, even if we get, like, a little snippet of anything, you know, that, that we can use, it can still be breaking news that she's oh, yeah. not going to play against Wagner. She hasn't yeah. played in a couple of days. And mm-hmm. um, so we were – literally scrambling we went to chick-fil-a and and then we were like <laughs> we talked about it we're like let's get food first and then we're gonna mull it over and then we're gonna see and then yeah um and then we just ran to the uh, studio and we were changing the script and yeah uh, it, it was craziness and I, I thought we were gonna go in there and everything was gonna be you know complete hell i thought we were gonna be screaming at each other and because we had never experienced it before and uh but again like i said it was really good to, to come together as a team but the whole experience was was incredible at, at the time i was like you know why did it have to be sports just why couldn't it have been a breaking news story because <laughs> right. i was like we're not ready for this you know yeah. so <laughs> but it's crazy because 
like I was the one that told Turk and Dawn yeah, about you, you it. Did. Yeah. Um at about two o'clock. Yeah. One forty five, two o'clock around there. Um I actually heard it that morning. Mm-hmm. Um and I really contemplated on whether I should tell you guys mm-hmm. about it or not. Yeah. And then I was like, We I have to. You have to. I have yeah, to. Absolutely. I mean it's in it's not only my obligation, but it's my duty. Yeah, I remember. I was like, "How sure are you of this?" Yes. Because you know you're telling us this, but how sure? And then that's when Don went to Vogel, and I mean, when we when we got clearance for everything, I mean, we had the story, we had you know uh, the injury, we had the video, and thinking, you know, here's me thinking that like I just uh, we're gonna get clearance to maybe mention it, mm-hmm. but not anything else. And then any you know anytime we got off the phone with with, with John, he's like use it use it use it and i was like holy hell like this is happening you know, so <laughs> right yeah um i also think too it was really neat to see us uh solve real world problems in yeah. that studio there yeah. were a lot of conversations what do we say what don't we say sure. what what are we allowed to say yeah. um you know there are some people who said you know we have what we have let's run with it there were people who were like let's not say anything at all yeah. and just working through that problem together and mm-hmm. like you said there wasn't a screaming match or anything oh, yeah. but yeah. you know i think we all are very um you know we all have a lot of integrity and we take it seriously yeah. and uh we respect the athletics department, sure. so we didn't want to release anything that they didn't give us the okay on. But at the same time, like Dante said, there's a duty to tell those stories. And if the college newspaper and the college TV show can't break stories like that, yeah. then that's our fault. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad Absolutely. that, you know, Dante, you decided to speak up because that's what yeah, we need. Thank you, Dante. Yeah. yeah no, for real. <laughs> but, and more information on exactly what her injury is going to be will um, be told in a press conference on Monday. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. The Jam Bar will be covering that a little bit more. Um, but I'm really proud of everybody that we actually, you know, broke a sports story, a very big sports story. Yeah. Um, so... Right. I don't know. It's just been a crazy week for the Jam Bar. <laughs> oh, it feels like every week's a crazy week for us, though. We're always doing something. We're always running around. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, but, yeah. it's true. But, I mean, like, I was I, mean, I was in the audio lab at the time, like, just trying to get some other group project stuff done. And, like, you guys are, like, in the middle of, like, putting the entire thing together. Dante's like, where is it? I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I was there. I'm like, I think it's this play. I think it was that one. Because like, you can tell, like, she looks like she's, like, yeah. she's like, hobbled. And, yeah, she's, like, wincing a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. she, she's usually, like, when she scores, she usually darts right up back up the court. But, like, you could tell, like, there's a, yeah. something was yeah. bothering her. And yeah. I remember after that play, they, on, the, on that timeout, yeah. I texted you. I was yeah. like, there's something wrong. Here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I even tweeted about it because, like, I do the, the mm-hmm. live tweeting and stuff. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I think I said something. Yeah. Because I don't think she came in the rest of the game. Yeah. So, I, so yeah, we're going to move on from sports. But real quick, uh, quickly, what we're talking about right now is Dante was at a women's basketball game, and he actually got on video. Uh, oh, yeah. Mary mm-hmm. Dunn, you know, something hitting her leg, hitting her knee maybe, and then her kind of um, limping off the court. So we don't know for sure if that's the moment where she got hurt. We don't know if maybe she was hurt previously and that kind of agitated it. Mm-hmm. But we have we had that on camera and that is unusual mm-hmm. to get something like that. And yeah. uh, we got you know permission from athletics that we could use that clip. Again, we don't know if that's the exact moment where she was really injured. Right. But um, that's what they're talking about. Just the fact that Dante was able to get that. Oh, yeah. Scene. No, yeah. 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 Yeah, and typically we probably wouldn't have something like that on film. Yeah. So it's really good that Dante's been going to the games and been consistent with everything. Um, pro bono. Pro bono, doing it for free, <laughs> but free because you love it. I do. So, I do. I hey, do you're the it. one. You're the one who um, who always says that you're going to do it. So. Yep, yep. And tomorrow I'm going with Dante for real. For no way. Football game. Yep. Yeah. Wow, golf games. 
Stay You'll tuned. be with me and Brent. Yeah, well, I'll be there. Uh-oh. You know what? Speaking of big stories this week, Rachel also had a really big story in the paper. Yeah, Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? All right, guys. So the, Wednesday was really crazy for me. That's the day we put the paper together. Um, and I got a story that I didn't think I was going to have at all. Um, so basically, there had been deans and chairs of departments coming to the jam bar, specifically talking to me about the fact that um, college fees, lab fees, and material fees um, are being withheld from departments. So basically what a lab and material fee is, it's something that you pay specifically associated with a class that you're taking. So for example, I have a class in journalism that uses computers. Mm -hmm. In that class, I have to pay a fee because computers need maintenance. Computers need taken care of throughout the year. Paying for software. Yes, paying for software. So there's a specific reason why that money is being paid to the university. When it comes to a college fee, there's also specific reasons. So there's so there's things that specific colleges have to pay for. So, for example, the STEM college has different <laughs> tools that yeah. they use every single day that only STEM students are going to use. A lot of tools. So if you're enrolled in mm-hmm. that college, you'll pay a fee to them. So basically what's happening is the way that these fees are currently being dispersed is kind of a change from common practice at YSU. Typically what would happen is... They would get half the money in the summer, half of the money after the 14th day enrollment, um, because that's the official enrollment count for YSU. And I'm sorry that this is kind of boring, guys. No, it's fun. No, it's it's pretty important. It's important. It's really interesting. It's very technical talk, though. Yeah. Um, But so after the 14th day enrollment, they would get the other half of the money dispersed to them. Um, But now departments and colleges um, we're not given all of that money. So um, about 63% of technology and laboratory fees paid by students, which equates to almost $1.5 million, have been dispersed. Um, and 72% of college fees, or almost $700,000, have been dispersed. So, so not now, the not the full amount, like yeah. it has typically been in the past. So what they have to do now is actually fill out a form requesting for that money from the, the university administration. So yeah. it goes through the provost's office. Um, and lots of deans and chairs are upset about this because this is money that is already, has, has already been allocated yeah. to them. Um, so this is something that is really in the talks right now. And deans and chairs are hoping off like they, they did not speak on the record mostly because they're not sure exactly what's happening with the issue, but they're hoping that it gets resolved And the one thing that really stood out to me personally when I was doing this story is that um, on the 2020 fiscal operating budget, which is basically lays out how the university spends all of its money, Mm -hmm. um, basically in it, in in the introduction, the board of trustees passed something that gave the university the ability to do what they want with this money so they they can keep it and let it stay in the general fund. But as of right now, they haven't touched the money. The money hasn't been used for anything else. It's kind of just sitting in the yeah. university's general fund. Um, but so I think the whole story is like, are the like the people in charge of the departments and chairs are kind of just more, more so annoyed that they've well, asked for their money? Or It's not that they're annoyed. Um, it's the fact that this was passed by the board of trustees through the budget. It's already and laid it was out never the... communicated to the deans and chairs that this was going to be common practice now. Sure. So they were never, they, no one ever discussed this with them. Um, and that's according to the provost of the university, Brian Smith. He said that this was solely an administrative decision yeah. and deans and chairs did not participate in the conversation. 
So they were expecting that money after the 14th day enrollment and never got it. Yeah. But they really weren't told why either um, right away. Yeah, and I know this issue isn't just um, affecting deans and chairs. I know we've had some students ask us about this. People are wondering, you know, hey, we pay so much for a lab fee and apparently 100% of it isn't being dispersed for what it said. I mean, like you said, the money is sitting there. There, It Mm -hmm. hasn't been... Uh, you know, proven or anything that's going elsewhere right now. But, you know, people are concerned and wondering where the money is going to go, if it's going to be fully dispersed or not. So a lot of uh, numbers and stuff, but important stuff. So Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is something that the Jambar and myself plan to do continuing coverage on. Um, I will be speaking to the president of the Student Government Association, along with probably other students and hopefully some deans and chairs at some point. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, but mm-hmm. overall, I think this is just something that, people wanted to know about because at the end of the day it's their money exactly people like to, being used i was just about to say that people love to know where their money is being used they'll, they'll mm-hmm. just willingly give their money away like oh do whatever you want with it they like to you know know their money is being used and going towards something that they're going to be using like their you know fees and updating computers buying uh equipment for like the dental school because i feel like they, that's a lot of it I, I remember you mentioned that before yeah. like the dental school uses a lot of that money yeah, yeah there are a lot of schools specifically and a lot of departments that do spend money in different ways so there are some departments that don't really have labs or yeah. have computer labs that they use so they're not going to pay these higher fees whereas someone who is a senior enrolled in engineering yeah well most likely their their fees are probably going to be much higher and um, from my understanding, some students have been upset because they feel like that's not the proper use of their money. So, And then and that's coming from students that came into the yeah. jam bar confused about <laughs> mm-hmm. what's going on. Right. And, you know, you could tell a lot about how a university spends their money and was prioritized by just looking at the budget, which anyone can do. You just type in YSU budget and yep. it's there. So yes. that's all I'll say on that. But <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then when it comes to the budget... Um, Basically, it runs from July 1st of 2019 to June 30th of 2020. So it's a fiscal year. It's not an actual academic year or anything like that. But yeah, didn't expect to finish that story. Didn't talk to anyone um, until I got a call on Saturday, not Saturday, on Wednesday morning (laughs) um, at 9.45. And I actually got to sit down with... um, Neil McNally, who is the chief finance uh, finance operating officer, um, the provost of the university, Brian Smith, and then Mike Sherman, who um, he used to be the special assistant to the president, but now he has a new title. I I don't know what it is. Um, It's a long one. But basically, I went from not having a story at all to sitting down with all three of them at the same exact time. Everything's there. (laughs) Breaking news this week. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Alyssa, you had a really interesting story this week, and I I want you to talk about it because I think it's a very cool story. Yeah. I had a profile this week that was just unlike any other. So um, I had the opportunity to interview Jack Seabest, who's a senior here. And the funny thing about Jack is that I have a class with him, and he had a pretty miraculous story that I had no idea about. So basically... Um, when he was five years old, he drowned, and uh, he was under the water for about 14 minutes. He was pronounced dead at the scene, um, and they said that they were they made the decision to put him in a coma. Um, doctors said he wouldn't survive, and if he did, he'd have serious damage, brain damage, things like that. Um, so... Uh, there were his family's religious there were a lot of prayers going around and the doctor suggested that um if he heard voices he knew he might wake up 
So, you know, he was going to the Oblate Sisters preschool at the time. Um, so the nuns came and they prayed over him. They prayed to their um, foundress, uh, Mother Teresa Cassini. And a couple of days later on like some sort of significant, uh, I think it's the feast day, he woke up. Nothing was wrong. Uh, it was a miraculous recovery and couldn't be explained by doctors. Uh, so it was pronounced a miracle by the Vatican 12 years later. It's a really long process to get something uh, confirmed as a miracle. So that's why it took so long. Um, but they had to have all these doctors testify that it couldn't be explained by science. There were doctors of every background and religion. So it wasn't just, you know, like a bunch of Catholic doctors. <laughs> there was a Muslim atheist, you name it. Uh, a bunch wild. of different backgrounds said this was unlike anything they'd seen. Um, so, you know, when it was declared a miracle, Jack got to go to the Vatican. He met the Pope and he, um, yeah, it was just really, That's and then crazy also, story. crazy story. And mm -hmm. also uh, the reason why I brought up that they are praying to their foundress, Mother Teresa Cassini, is because um, through this, she's on her way to sainthood. So wow. she's no longer living. You know, she passed away like early 1900s or something. But that's who they they prayed to. So, or they prayed to, uh, you know, they prayed to God through her. And um, so you need two miracles to be a saint. So she's on her way. If anything else <laughs> happens, she's now the blessed mother, Teresa Cassini. Wow. So That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. You know what was pretty crazy, too, uh, during your interview? I know. The, uh, we sat down and we had to retake because usually whenever we have the set like lit in the back, it's all red. Yeah. But as, like t two minutes in, they all flashed to white. Okay. They were flickering. Yeah, they were and, flickering they, and they rainbow. were like flickering like rainbow the, too which so, it was really weird yeah. and then that's never happened before yeah right yeah it was <laughs> really crazy. crazy like i don't care what you believe in that was insane because <laughs> i you know the way we do my interview segment if you don't know i have a five minute interview where i sit down with a guest on jambar tv and we do it in one take you know we just start the camera keep it rolling for five minutes then end it well you know i'm in my groove asking like second question <laughs> And they're like, we got to stop this. And in the moment, I was like, really, guys? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and they're like, the lights are flickering. And I look behind me, and they're like, the one's like rainbow. And, you know, like Dante said, they're usually <laughs> they're it usually like red and white. And <laughs> I'm like, Jack, I'm so sorry. But it's because you're blessed. I'm like, the Holy Spirit knows you're here. <laughs> I was like, I, we've never had to restart before. And no one... Ryan uh, was like, who's touching the lights? We're like, no one. Literally, no one's touching anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm just curious. I, I haven't had a chance to watch your full interview on Jambar TV with him yet. Um, where where did he drown and how did he drown? So he was at um, a Little League baseball party uh, with his team. And, you know, he was following his older brother into the deep end. Um, slipped in and no one knew. No one could find him. That's why he was under for 14 minutes. Wow, so when geez. they pulled him up, he was blue from the waist up. Um, and he said that the pH levels in the water were, because it was a hot day, the pH levels were off in the water, so that would have killed him quicker than, you know, just drowning would have. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> can, I, can I talk about 14 something? minutes is a long time. That's, yeah. Say, like, especially when you're like under, a quarter like, of an hour. Like, when you're underwater, yeah. two minutes, like, is, that is, seems too, like, a is lot. like, too much. Like, we've been on it for 20 minutes, you know, like, 
I don't know. I don't want to try to say, but like, no, yeah, it's that's a long an extremely time. long time. It's a long time. And so, did he say if his lungs were filled with water or anything? He didn't. I don't think he really remembers much of anything. Yeah. Um, and he said that he uh, remembers waking up and wanting to play with Spider Man. Hmm. And I was like, he doesn't remember anything about like being in the coma. I was like, so you're like a normal five year old, huh? Just like wanting to play. He's like, I wanted to know where my brother was. Um, but it was really funny too because I reached out to the Oblate sisters to uh, you know hear their side of this because they were the ones praying over him, yeah. and it was really funny and I think adorable because when I called and you know I didn't know if they, I, I assumed a lot of people would remember the story, but I didn't know who I was going to yeah, end up on the phone with. The I didn't want to be like that wild, right? Yeah. I didn't want to be like you know Jack, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'm like Jackie boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know I'm I'm doing a story on you know Jack Seabest you, and she's like. She interrupts me. She's like, oh, Jack. She goes, that morning when he woke up, I made him spaghetti. All he wanted was my spaghetti. She was like, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? Oh. <laughs> That's so cute. I know. It was really cute. So everyone there, she's like, I've been the cook here for 24 years. And we all remember. Like, So it's so funny that that community just like all, it's just a huge story for yeah. them. I mean, it's the reason yeah. why their foundress is on her way to become a saint. So yeah, how do yeah. You... So that was a very big deal there, and it will always be. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm just I mean, cracking up because it's like I mean, as soon spaghetti, as I, uh-huh, like... <laughs> everyone has a story at the Oblate Sisters involving that situation. So wow, did you actually go there and talk to them? I or? didn't. I spoke to them on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Brandon went to get some video. Did you have a chance to talk to anyone there? Oh yeah, they were all fantastic. They were so nice. They were like the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And I was going in there. It was funny because she was telling me about them and uh, hearing her stories, and she was like so Italian that I. I couldn't really understand what she was saying. <laughs> but, like, I, I, was, I was just going along, but she was telling me all these stories, and then she was wanting me to sit down and eat dinner and all this stuff. And, and it, like, and she thought I was taking pictures. So, like, I had a video camera. So she was oh, like, she was like sitting still. Yeah. So, yeah. well, like, she would, she would show me something, and she'd be like, you take a picture of that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, no, it's a, I'm like, I'm going to have to set up. I'm like, it's a video. And then I would set up and do it, and she would follow me. She's like, here, here's this. She's like, you take a picture of that. It's like, I'm it's like, like, well, again, it's a it's video. Like, well, technically, <laughs> Technically, I'm taking Aww. multiple pictures at a yeah. rate that. So cute. But then after a while, I'm like, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. But Aww, that's so cute. Yeah, they were very nice. Yeah, but he went to the, he met the Pope and everything. And cra- it's crazy. He said that, um, you know, when they declare something a miracle, that they have to, like, put all the documentation mm-hmm. in special boxes. Like, nothing yeah. can be through the internet. Like, everything has to be transported wow. a specific way. And, you know. Does so. he have, like, the paperwork? I don't know. Huh. That's really cool. What did he say it was like meeting the Pope? He He didn't know he was going to meet him. So basically, you know, he went on a trip. They knew that this was going to be ratified as, you know, a miracle. So that's why they went. He was with the Oblate Sisters in the Youngstown Diocese. And they were, he was told by the Oblate Sisters that they were going to be in Pope Francis's um, service that day. So, you know, every week Pope Francis does a service to, like, a big crowd of people. If you've ever been to the Vatican, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, so he just thought he was going to be in the crowd for that. So he didn't. they didn't tell him that he was going to meet the Pope and that he was going to read something during the service. No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he told me he was like, I was dressed in, like, normal clothes. I feel so silly because if I knew yeah. I was meeting the Pope, I would have really dressed up. And he said that he took a selfie with him because all of his friends were like, we're not going to take this seriously if there's not a selfie. But uh, the, the, this past October marked the five-year anniversary of it being ratified as a miracle. So wow. it happened amazing. a while ago, but still, it's just one of those stories that just yeah. Yeah. is always going to be interesting. Yeah, really. 
is that he dresses so nice now all every day. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe that impacts it's him. You never know him. who you're gonna meet. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Is that is that one of the most interesting stories you've you've wrote? I think interviewed? so. Like that's yeah. just one of those like off the wall stories. Like, well, guess what? I interviewed a guy that drowned and came back to life. It was a miracle. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, like. Michelle Gatz, one of our journalism professors, I posted on Facebook that I was looking for someone to interview, and she commented um, a link to an article from WFMJ from years ago uh, about this, and she's like, oh, this seems interesting. Looked at the photo, had no idea who it was, because, you know, the photo was from, like, 2014, Yeah. so I didn't recognize him. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this kid's up to now. I wonder if he'd come to Youngstown or what he's doing, and look him up. I'm like, I have a class with him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you never know who's in your class. Could be a That's miracle. True. So be nice we really need to start asking people if they have any interesting stories. Yeah. You know? Like if you're sitting next to someone, hey, what have you ever have you ever drowned? I know. And he told me I was like, I didn't know this about you. He's like, Yeah, why would I bring it up? He's like, Yeah, fun you fact know? fun fact about me on the first day of class. Is that a <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, I died. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, <laughs> on the other end of the spectrum, can I tell you guys something that was really scary that happened last night? Yes, yeah. go Just for it. Because I'm thinking about it. So last night, a magnet flew across my kitchen from my freaking no. Yes, what? it did. It did, and um, it flew off of my refrigerator, under the kitchen table. It's a magnet. I, I cried. I called my mom. <laughs> That's terrifying. I, that my, I think my horrifying. house is haunted. I don't like that. Mm-mm. No, it was it was scary. But yeah, oh, not a fan. So, just had to share that. So, so have any of you had any like paranormal paranormal experiences like that? I'm telling you, my house is haunted. So there is oh. there is a face in my curtains. What? Yeah, like there's a face imprinted in my my curtains of my dad's room up in uh, Ravenna. Yeah, oh that was gosh. that was a real one. Wow. What? what, what? No, yeah. yeah that, that, that would have been the end of it. For me. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, the house is always creepy. The house is always a little on the creepy side. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's that was a thing. Have you, Alyssa? I haven't really, but, well, I have, I guess, but didn't know it at the time. So when I was in second grade, my great-grandma passed away, and my parents were in charge of, you know, getting her a state in order and selling her house and all that. So there were a lot of late nights of us, you know, cleaning out her house and everything, and... My dad did a lot of construction there, so when he would leave the house, he would turn off all the lights, and then he would go outside, get in his car, and all the lights would come on. And he would be like, come on, like, are you serious, Grandma? Like, eventually, you just have to have a conversation with her. Right, yeah. And uh, he told me that there were a lot of things that happened when I was there, and he just, you know, I was eight years old, so he didn't want to freak me out. But he's like, Yeah. yeah, he told me that he didn't want me to leave his side. Like, when I was, because I would go there, do homework, you know. Whatever homework you get in second grade, like colors or something. Yeah, right. But, you know, I would do, like, my little one plus one homework, you know, and he'd be working on something. And he's like, I didn't let you leave my site because so much stuff would happen there. Wow. And he wow, had to he crazy. had to sell the house. He was like, just – but, you know, it's wow. funny. Um, we kind of kept up on the house years after we sold it. We haven't lately, but we would always kind of check in on whose cars are there, who's living there, and – the house was sold like multiple times mm-hmm. after we sold it. Like there was 
we would go by like a year later and we'd see like a for sale sign. We'd see different people getting out. Like, so there were, that house has had a lot of turnaround. I think my great grandma is haunting everybody. She probably just, she probably thinks it's funny. Yeah. She, no, she was the most stubborn lady I've ever met in my life. Listen, she's, like, she's like, I'm not leaving this house. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is my house. You oh, can't yeah. kick me out. She wanted every, you know, she old Italian, very stubborn. Oh man. Everything's oh, her wow. way or the highway. Did she so, pass away inside of the house? I believe so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was young. Yeah. She was sick, but I don't know yeah. if it was her house or not. But yes, yeah, so I think, you know, probably if someone changes the paint color, she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> ugly. <laughs> ugly color. Yeah. No. the lights a little. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, my grandma passed away in my house. She She's a pretty nice lady. She hasn't haunted us. Uh-huh. So. That's, good. That's good. Thanks, Graham. <laughs> um, oh, goody. Oh, boy. Have you? Do you have Dante's any experiences, thinking. Dante? He looks confused. There's one. Okay. One. And Uh-oh. it's it's kind of like a cool thing, but oh, I'm like ready. a good. So my grandfather and I, we used to do like lawn work and everything together. Well, one day we were doing it my freshman year in May, and uh, he passed away that day. I was with him. Hmm. Um, and then, like, we were up at their house um, doing some stuff um just like preparations and and then all of a sudden my grandmother wakes up one day and sees a random goat in her yard <laughs> what? no that's scary but no but my listen my grandfather was a capricorn okay i'm a capricorn <gasps> and the main symbol oh, it, is a goat it is. Mm. and it would just, it was, um, it would lay like right along the front step, and it wouldn't move. And we were thinking maybe that's like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. Aww, it, it I was, would love if a little goat. Cool. It was something really cool. If a yeah. goat just laid on my front porch, I would love my life. I love goats. Mm-hmm. They're really cute. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, we took it to a farm or whatever, but Aww, um, you guys should have kept it. <laughs> we should have. You should have. It was just a really, it was weird, but we were like, yeah, yeah at the same it's time, really, it's really cool, really yeah. cool, like spirit type thing. Right. So that's good. Hmm, that's like a very deep analysis of why the goat, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot Capricorn, going on. Well, so that's why the goat's It was here. like, <laughs> that's sweet. And it was lawn a work, you know, if it's eating your grass, it's like lawn work kind of a thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Aww. Exactly. And that's what he was doing, eating the grass. Yeah. So. See? She was just trying to help you out. I have a weird story, like spiritual story like that. We're kind of getting off Jambar TV. That's totally fine. Jambar and Jambar TV. But it's off topic Jamcast now. I know, exactly. Where's Colin? She's off topic yeah. Jamcast. I was going to say, shout out to Colin. <laughs> yeah, basically, so when I was one years old, my great-grandpa passed away. And my great-grandmother on that side is still living. But he passed away when I was one. And, you know, it was a situation where everyone knew he was going to go. Like, the family was there to say goodbye to him and everything. And I was just a baby. I hardly said any words at that point. And um, when he, I guess, the mo- I've only ever been told this story, but I guess the moment he, you know, passed, I looked up to the, the sky and I waved and I said bye-bye. And that was the first time in my life I'd ever said bye. Like I, I had never at that point said bye before. No one told me to say it. And so my family still talks about that. They're like little kids and animals have like the biggest intuition and know those things. Cause I didn't know. I mean, I was a baby. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know. So yeah, I just said a little bye bye and waved to like the ceiling. 
So it was like a really weird moment. That is weird. That's really that's, it's that's touching. Really I was gonna say it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Wow. Yeah. Aww. That's so really nice. things like that happen. Yeah, animals really do have an intuition though. Because when they my do. when my grandma they was do. really sick, um, she had lung cancer. My my dog would just he would be attached to her. He wouldn't leave her side. Yeah. And so I, I, animals just feel things. Mm-hmm. They, they always uh, they always say if you have a dog and he's sniffing around one part of your body to always get it checked out if, for an excessive. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard oh, that. That makes sense. My dog like licks and tries to sniff everywhere. So should I just go to the doctor? Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, sick? Like, yeah so we're just for a, time for a, for a long yeah. period, so Rachel, yeah. and then they start to like become really attached to you oh. and get checked out. Rachel just should. Go get an MRI. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. MRI. Yeah, Luke is like, Rach, there's something wrong with you. Um, but just to get back on jam, jam bar stuff. Um, <laughs> it's a good little tangent, though. It's a good tangent. It's a good tangent. It was. But, um, no, this is something that's really exciting. Um, one of our reporters, Kaylee Barnhart, wrote a story about the Youngstown Clothing Company yes, um, opening I, up I, a I, permanent store in in the Southern Park Mall. Yeah. And I know Alyssa, um, did you, you attended that? Yeah, or? so did Brian. I was there, Okay, yeah. so you guys were there. Yeah. Talk a little bit about it. There was a lot of collaboration was, with local businesses there. It was a party. It, it was, was a, a party. party. Okay, talk it about was, it. It was amazing. So, like, they had all, like, the local people were there. So you had Handles was there giving out, like, the, can, the, the candy ice pop things, whatever they're called. Handle pops. Thank you. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, Penguin, <laughs> Penguin City Beer was giving out drinks, like just like here you have you have one, you have one. Uh, we had uh, wait for free. Yeah, like little little tasters for like oh, the uh, wow. the apple cider things. Oh, okay. Which okay. yeah, my yeah. favorite Youngstown business, DeRusso's Italian sausage. They there. were there too. I was get I was getting to it. They had some Bellaria pizza. They had some shirts. I bought I bought a shirt. I got a shirt for free. Like come on, come yeah. on. It was it was amazing. I, I love their stuff. Yeah, so basically to celebrate their opening, they had a big party in front of their storefront. Like Brent just said, a lot of local businesses came to support because Youngstown Clothing Company, if you don't already know, um, is a, a brand around here where you can get young uh, shirts and sweatshirts that say, you know, things about Youngstown, but also they promote local businesses. So they have shirts for White House Fruit Farms. They have shirts for Handles. They have uh, merchandise that kind of reflects the valley and you know what's important here and the businesses here so those businesses came out to support them too Mm -hmm. um and do they have a collab with penguin city beer yet uh i'm not sure i'm it's probably in the works i would i would assume probably i'm gonna look at the website probably yeah and there was you know there was giveaways there was cornhole pete the penguin was there it's true pete was there yeah, they even have time. a shirt with President Trestle on it. They do. And socks. <laughs> and socks. And socks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but another thing with this collaboration is kind of just to show that the Southern Park Mall is changing. It is. Um, which I think is important for our area because as of right now, the mall is kind of dying. Yeah. Um, and specifically, there's going to be a brewery inside of the Southern Park Mall. It's not. They're not going to make beer there. Um, and I believe it's the owner of Stone Fruit, yep. right? Who um, his name's Josh. He's actually going to own the brewery, but he's only selling local beer. He's not yeah. making his own. So I so think maybe that's why Penguin City was there. Maybe because oh, wow. their beer probably will be sold there. I wanted to say that, but I knew it wasn't a Penguin City beer brewery. But you know, if they're only selling local, that's probably like, hey, this yeah. is what's coming to the area type of thing. Yeah, I'm assuming the same thing. Yeah, and I think. With Youngstown being the kind of city that it is, it's important for local businesses to support each other. Definitely. So it's good. To, it's good to see that. You know, it's all in good fun. Yeah, all those companies have like they all have really good relationships with each other, and I think it does stem from Youngstown Clothing Company because like they they do mm. all these things together. And if you think like this, just as one company is kind of like reaching out to all of them, bringing them all together for a thing like this, 
is amazing. It's so yeah. cool to see. And I mean, Youngstown Clothing Company's stuff is sold at Stone Fruit. Yeah. Stone Fruit's owning this new brewery. So I agree with you that wow. it's all kind of coming together. Um, yeah. yeah, connecting all the dots. Can together. we just start calling the mall Youngstown City Mall? It could be, that'd Youngstown be great. City Mall. Yeah, we love it. Oh man, yeah, maybe. I actually okay. I'm gonna go to Youngstown Clothing Company today. I've been saying that for it's, like three days. It is. It honestly is a awesome. really nice store. Like okay. it's yeah. it's a really, really nice. Well, it's store. the same, it's the same one they had last year for Christmas. Yeah, but it's permanent. Yeah, now yeah. so. Yeah, that's mm. your guys's mall though. Mm. I'm. Um, yeah, well, I'm you're East, all the way in Eastwood. Eastwood. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they both have their perks. That's true. I hate the mall though. I hate going to the mall. Man, I'm always at the mall. I know you are. You work at the mall. You always go to the Dillard's Clearance store. Oh, yeah. Clearance is, ni- clearance is nice, <laughs> no, though. Mm-hmm. I love that store, man. I just get I like, anxiety. I like to shop. I don't, I don't have yeah. the money or the funds to shop, but I like to shop. Play-Dohs. <laughs> yeah, Play-Dohs is amazing. <laughs> All that's, those stores. That's the place to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with the us and our tangents today? Yeah, I don't like, know. I love it, too. It's okay. It's a good conversation. People love it's good great. conversation. People do. Um, You know one thing that's really cool? So YSU has a couple different teams that have been doing pretty well yes um specifically academic teams and there's a few of the same faces that are actually going to nationals and i it shows that there are some very very smart people on campus um so there's a team um it's called the ethics bowl team and they've actually won regionals four times in a row and four of the people on this ethics bowl team um actually are on the moot court team (laughs) and those four people are going to nationals on the moot court team. Wow. Busy, and, busy. And so, I mean, all I can say is that those four people are very, very motivated. But it goes to show that sometimes it, when you work really hard, you get what you want. Yeah. I mean, and not only did they, these these four people, they, they're on a team together in Ethics Bowl. And they won regionals together. But they're on two separate teams in moot court. And they each won different regional competitions so yeah, shout, shout out to sam fritz jake tomary mike factory and motaz abdel rasul because they're all they're all really smart <laughs> yeah, those, those people could be like future world changers oh like, absolutely people that yeah. do those type of like those yes. type of competitions they are those are world changers yeah law school yeah philosophers who mm-hmm. knows i thought I, I was on the moot court team you know so not not my not, not not for me not for me um <laughs> but basically moot court is when you do a simulated argument in front of the Supreme Court. Yeah. And you're given a case and you have to create your own argument about it. Um, and these people, I mean, are just crazy good. I mean, they are so intelligent and they really, really know how to formulate arguments. So they're going to do well in law school. Yeah. Pro- one of them is probably going to go to Harvard. Maybe <laughs> Yale. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Growing up in high school, there's one thing I always, like, I have one regret in high school and it's not doing speech and debate. Me too. I would have loved to do that. Really? I don't have that regret at all. I, everyone I would have loved used to, to tell me. Everyone's like, oh, you should be in speech. You should be in speech. And at the time, I was like, eh, maybe I should. Maybe I'm missing out on something. But I feel like I'm exactly where I want to be in life. Yeah. And I got there without doing speech. And I also yeah. like, had all my Saturdays. <laughs> right. That's so, the reason why I didn't true. do it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then, again, it's like, maybe I would have gained something from it. I'm sure I would have. But... I'm right where I need to be. So yeah. I, just, I, I, I do so much that kind of involves that type of the world. I, at least I like to think so. So I feel like having that type of backbone in high school. Like I don't, I'm not one to have regrets, but like looking back, I'm like, man, I feel like that could have really helped yeah. do speech that's, and debate. That's exactly how I was when I graduated from high school, and then I went on the moot court team. You know, 
although I was okay at arguing and creating an argument and speaking speaking in front of people, yeah. I was like, dang, if I was on the speech and debate team, I'd be a little bit better right now. I'd probably be more motivated to do well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. That was always something that I thought about too. My high school never had a speech and debate team. No? No. Nope. Really? We, one year we had mock trial, but that was it. You guys had mock trial? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, wow. I didn't do it. That's but, awesome. Um, They brought in, like, the Ohio Supreme Court in to, like, do a mock trial. What? In front of the whole... It was pretty cool, yeah. That's I was like, amazing. man... Where'd you go to school? Wellsville. Wow. It was, like, small town. Yeah. Like, nothing. And then... What's Wellsville by? East Liverpool, okay. the Ohio River. <laughs> okay. Um, which, yeah, Rachel. It's Duh. Like, Duh. Duh. Yeah, because all you guys Don't do worry. that too, right? No, yeah, I knew all about that. <laughs> it's just this tiny little sliver on the river. Yeah. <laughs> sliver <laughs> on the river. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Youngstown Clothing Company. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> sliver, sliver on the river. Wait, for real? No, uh, absolutely not. Sliver on the river. Is that what you guys called it? Like, no. Oh. That's good, though. I like that. DeVille. Is what you we called were... it the Ville? Duh. Oh, duh. D-A-V-I-L-L-E. Wow. Wow. <laughs> How cool. But, uh, yeah, it was bad. That's <laughs> funny. You anyway. guys, um, we aren't going to have an episode next week because of Thanksgiving. So mm. what are all of you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Oh. Oh. Mm. I'm going to sleep football a little food bit. And yeah, football. Yeah. football, food, and driving. That's it. Driving? Where are you going? Back and forth between family houses. It's oh, good yeah. stuff. I got to go drive all the Carol all the way up to Carrollton from Canfield for another dinner. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's like an hour. It's all right. Oh, hour that, south. No, no, it's not too. It's it's not too bad. No, but I haven't seen my sister. I didn't get to see uh, her. Well, my cousin. Neat. I don't know how it works. I can't remember that stuff. It's my sister's baby. You're, that would that would be your. Is it a girl or boy? Boy. That would be Jace. your nephew. See my nephew. I'm always. I'm terrible yeah. at that. I don't know why. He's like my niece. <laughs> my niece. Well, whatever well, it is. Boy. You're listen. It's a boy. My niece. All I know is that I love him to pieces. So. Um. Yeah. You're his uncle. Yeah. I'm like his uncle. Wait. Yeah. Is it your your half step? Step. Okay, so that you're his step uncle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. in a situation like that right it's now confusing. too. But so my my brother's probably going to be getting married to someone, and her son is 22, and I'm uh-huh. going to be his step aunt, and I'm 21. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but um, I I think for Thanksgiving, I'm we always have Thanksgiving at my mom's house, my mom and dad, and my mom and I wake up at like 7 a.m. and cook all the food. So what's a what's a go to the like a must have for Thanksgiving? Oh, okay. For me, it's my grandma's homemade mashed potatoes. Okay. Um, we always use her recipe. It has a crap ton of sour cream and butter in it, so it's so bad for you. But, sour cream. Yes. I never Trust heard of that me. before. You never had sour Trust cream me. mashed potatoes? No, no. Oh. I mean, I mean, like it's mixed in with the mashed potatoes. I mean, like I know people yes. that do, like you know, they do a dollop of daisy, but like oh, no. I don't know people like. Do yeah. They, <laughs> see, that's that's why I threw that out there. Yeah. A dollop of daisy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my staple. What about what about you guys? I love apple pie. Mm-hmm. Mm. For Thanksgiving, no oh. pumpkin. Nope. Yeah. Psh, get that out of here. Oh. Uh, Cranberry sauce, apple Dutch, pie, sweet Dutch potatoes. Apple. I was gonna say if it's Dutch, yes. Dutch apple. Oh yeah, fist bump on that one, Dante. I love Dutch Apple. So for me, I'm actually traveling. Uh, I'm going to Knoxville Uh-oh. to see my mother. I was going to say, you go to Vegas? You... <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Dante just goes to Vegas. Yeah, go to Vegas by myself <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I actually haven't seen my mom in like two years. So oh, that's awesome. Aww. It'll be a good time. Uh, we're having Thanksgiving and Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, that's awesome. In Greenville. We're we're going down to North Carolina to visit my sister and her new boyfriend. 
having Thanksgiving, and then we're driving to Atlanta to have Thanksgiving at Maggiano's, which is like this big Italian restaurant uh, with my dad, with my stepdad's family. Oh, and then wow. I'm driving back up to Knoxville and flying home the next day. Nice. That sounds like a busy. It is very busy. Yeah, but, a, but a Cracker Barrel Thanksgiving dinner that sounds great. Uh, I love Cracker Barrel Thanksgiving. It's so. <laughs> if, listen, it's so good. Like their turkey is unbelievable. It's really? Uh, yeah. I'll probably get their fried chicken though. <laughs> what? Get both. What? Yeah, you get no, both. Yeah, I, get it's both. Thanksgiving. Or get both. Treat yourself, ham, Dante. Their ham's pretty good too. So Alyssa, I know you know you love to make different recipes. Is there anything that you specifically make for Thanksgiving? Um, so for Thanksgiving, it's funny because, you know, I also have a, a family like Brian's that there's a bunch of people everywhere and, yeah. you know, fam- my parents aren't together, which I think is actually a blessing around the holidays because you it get really to, is. you know, you get to go to so many different, uh, meals yeah. <laughs> and eat a ton of yeah. food. So, um, you know, my dad's side does more of the traditional Thanksgiving. Um, but my mom's side, you know, we don't eat meat and at her house I don't eat meat ever but you know she doesn't eat meat neither does my stepdad and everything so it's really fun because we get so creative yeah, and we do a lot of fall recipes that you'd see like straight out of Pinterest <laughs> we'll do like really crazy like bro- this is gonna sound weird you guys I'm sorry but we'll do like these different Brussels sprouts we'll do um pumpkin mac and cheese so you Ooh. like get like actual like fresh pumpkin and then you get like regular mac and cheese and you kind of like blend it together and then you do it in the oven with like breadcrumbs and everything oh wow Hmm. um interesting her mom is a hipster cook for (laughs) sure yeah she's not really a hipster she's cutting edge but she's a hipster cook yeah so it's always like some sort of different you wouldn't expect recipe and i really look forward to it yeah eating dinner at her mom's house is like amazing oh i bet it's great it's so much fun um, but yeah, I'm really excited to just kind of have out. the week off, yep. a couple days off. Um, you know, there will be no Jam Bar newspaper or Jam Bar TV, so we'll get to get yeah. to sleep. <laughs> and, enjoy the break. <laughs> enjoy the break. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. But um, I think some of us are going to see the Steelers play Ooh. on December first. Going do- to Pittsburgh. Who's doing that? Well, Alyssa, mm-hmm. myself. And Brandon. Oh, yeah, that, nice. that sounds so, so much fun. That'd be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are they playing? Well, they're playing the Browns, so we're not going to buy tickets to go in because... But you went to the Browns to the game. Just we a quick, quick little touch yeah, on that. So you, quick little you, touch on that. Um, I cried Yeah, three times. As a Steelers fan at the Browns stadium. It's yeah. tough, man. That's, that was tough. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Especially after a loss. Yeah. Oh, unbearable. Yeah, especially walking out if you're a Steelers fan after the loss. Yeah, yeah they said some nasty things to yeah. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't surprise my, my me. My quick story on that. My dad is a, uh, was a cop up in Cleveland, and he would wear his, like, Steelers stuff on game day as oh, a police no. officer. And he would still get, like, some of the meanest people, mm-hmm. like, saying and doing stuff to him. Mm-hmm. And one time he, like, he, he was in his, all of his Steelers gear. Like, he was going to the game. And some guy threw, like, a beer bottle at him. Like, those those fans are outrageous up there. Yeah, oh, my pretty... gosh. Well, I mean, on both we, sides. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I think you get that. Um, yeah. But we mm-hmm. sat by people who were Browns fans, and they were great. They were. So it it's depends, true. You It's know? true. There, there's, there are really good ones, and then there's just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, are you – are you guys going like to Pittsburgh for that game, or are you just watching it? We're, we're I think going we're to gonna go. You're going yeah. to Pittsburgh. We're not going. I'm There's not... going to be a huge in 
uh, there's going to be a huge amount of Browns fans there. Yeah, they'll, 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 so they'll make the, the game. They'll make the trip. Uh, Fox News 8 actually reported it. It's going to be a record number of Browns fans attending the game. Really? So That's yep. funny, That's too, too bad. Because I'm not a huge football fan at all. I don't yeah. ever claim to be. But growing up, my family always rooted for the Browns. So I do have this like sense of loyalty to them. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even have anything Browns, thank God. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what if I... Because the whole group I'm going with it are Steelers fans. So I'm like, being in Pittsburgh with all Steelers fans, I'm not wearing anything brown. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't care enough to get harassed. Like, right. I just don't. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, I'm no. just going to enjoy the game. Yeah, I just wear normal happens. clothes. Call yeah. it a day. Hope, yeah. hope, oh, I would anyway. Hope both yeah. teams have fun. Yeah. If both yeah. teams have fun, that's all that matters to me. And nobody gets hit over the head right. with a helmet. Hey, you know yeah. whose birthday, <laughs> you know yeah, whose that birthday it is today? Whose birthday? Juju Smith. Oh, oh, yeah. Why did I know you were Happy 23rd. That? That's, that's your man. My man. 23rd birthday. 23rd, right right. Yep. Happy 23rd to Juju Smith Schuster, man. Good for him. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm older than him. I know. Right? Same. Yep. Same. I turned 24 in January. I turned. Oh, I turned 24 in February. Look at us go. <laughs> wow. I'm. We're old. I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks Crazy. for rubbing it in, Rachel. Sorry, yeah. Sorry you old men. <laughs> yeah, we're extremely old. Look at us. <laughs> Let me just take my cane and get out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for all listening to the show. Uh, you can catch all of the Jambar podcasts and everything on uh, all the awesome accounts. We'll share them and everything. So thank you for listening. And don't forget, journalism matters. We'll catch you next time.